TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. You guys have heard the ads we're running uh, from Ronnie DeMeo. I uh, figured I'd quickly explain them for you just a little bit. So we picked up this new client, and um, they, were, they were configured with their stuff in the cloud. And um, they were very upset with the performance of the software that was placed in the cloud by this other IT provider. And, I mean, everything they did with, it, with their software in the cloud took just hours to process and produce versus when it was local in their in their shop it just took minutes and uh, the cloud provide the the IT guys that were servicing them uh, threw their stuff in the cloud and then eventually lost 12 weeks worth of data trying to make the thing work um, and so of course this company you know, the, the, the construction company wanted to fire the IT guys but in order to get their data off the cloud they had to pay a kind of a ransom. They had to pay for the services that were so bad in the cloud before the IT guys that they were using would release their data back to them. So let the, it's a bit of a warning. I mean, the cloud can work. We're not saying it can't, but this we've we've seen this in a bunch of places. You know, if your IT guy holds the key to your ca- your castle in his cloud, <laughs> and you don't, you want to leave, good luck, because uh, if they're not scrupulous or have no business ethics at all, they're literally going to force you to pay for something that harmed you before they give you your data back. And that's what happened in this case. So We had another software provider that chose to uh, upgrade and install a new server rather than move into the cloud because when they did the cost-benefit analysis, oh, yeah. they found the return was in one year would would offset the cost itself. of the new server. Right. So, again, much cheaper to be local in the system. So I just want to explain that commercial. There are some solutions in the cloud that do work, but you need to be sure that if you want to leave your IT provider, if that guy or company has put your stuff in their cloud and you're not happy with it, you know, you're going to have to pay for the for the poor service to get your stuff back, whether it worked or not. you got to pay to put it in. you got to pay to take it out. <laughs> So, but if it's in your own your own shop, you seem to have control over it. Um, let's go to your calls now. We're just going to go to who's been on the line longer. We've got Paul in Litchfield. Hey, Paul, what's up? Good morning. I thought morning. you guys forgot about me there for a while. Well, we got a lot of calls, Paul. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's, it's, a, it's a good show as usual. Thank you. Um, I listen to Rush right. every day, and he and he really got into this uh, Boeing seven thirty seven thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that was confused me is they talked about the nose gear was like eight or 10 inches longer, 18 inches longer than the original. And I mean, I'm no aviation expert by any stretch of imagination, but I said, wait a minute, that makes the nose point up. Why would it do that? Mm. He really got into it and he 
called in some aviation experts in it. But apparently, this all started because Airbus was able to upgrade their planes mm -hmm. by just changing the engines. But with the design of the Boeing uh, 737, I believe it is, mm -hmm. it is nice. so low to the ground, they could not just slap new engines on there. Hmm. Uh, they had to reconfigure the plane, and in doing so, they messed with its, I, I don't know, airworthiness or its ability to fly. Hmm. And he, he interviewed uh, um, some guy that said that flying that plane at times, the no the if the computer weren't flying the plane literally does not fly level hmm. you know the nose goes up the nose goes down the nose goes up and it, it just con it's in constant motion hmm. um and it and they they believe it's going to be a software fix quote unquote right uh but you know i mean this, this whole thing is is just coming about because they're trying to make the plane more competitive with the competitor. Yeah. And yeah. because of the original design of the plane, they couldn't do that. Hmm. As far as the manuals go, um, that is one thing this fellow did say. He said that the, the assumption from Boeing is that, okay, look, you fly, you, you flew the old plane. All we did with this one is put a couple changes in it. You know, they, they thought it was going to be like two or three hours in the simulator for you to pass the test. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. apparently, in the simulator, you could pass in two to three hours, but in the real world, gee, um, there are things that come up that the simulator did not address. But it, you know, it's, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, the, the yeah. thing is, Paul, that can you turn on your your? Are you on a speakerphone? I'm actually on Google Voice. Oh, okay. You get a, you get a weird, a weird uh, back and forth here, but. Um, the issue that we that we that I think it is again it's it's the software that's causing the issue and um, the autopilot and and whether or not the manual was was properly documented is really on the airline, not the manufacturer. If you're an airline and you're going to buy this plane and you're going to train pilots to to put the public in the planes, you the airline better know how to fly it. And if you don't, then you call Boeing up and say, hey guys. I'm missing some information here. Can you give us some feedback? You don't complain about it later after the plane crashes. Oh, geez, that manual is kind of sketchy. We, you know, that's not that's that's a little too late. It's not Boeing's fault. Well, it's the, it's the airline's fault. The, the pilots were complaining all along, apparently. Well, they should complain to their airline, and then the airline talks to Boeing and say, "Hey, guys, I need some more information on this." But uh, this, I, this you know. Verge article talks about the uh, the airline or the aircraft had some unique aircraft handling characteristics. Right. This is because Boeing's engineers had to re relocate the engines and extend the nose landing gear several inches. That's what Paul was to saying. To achieve better fuel efficiency and make right. all the parts fit together. Right. In doing so, they changed how the jet handled in certain situations. Right. That's and what Paul's mentioned. And then they go mentioned. on talk yeah. about the MCAS uh, system, which right. is the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System which is designed to aid the pilot and help pilots compensate for movements caused by the realignment of the engines. Right, so there's some sort of software that's working on making this thing fly, even though it, maybe it's less airworthy than it used to be with these adjustments that it made, is what you're kind of saying, Paul, too, right? I believe so. And, you know, we, you know what the shakeout's going to... You know, and restaurant have an interesting point. Mm. Okay, so Boeing goes, goes around, they fix the quote-unquote known problems, and in their testing and in, in the AFFAA recertification, they say, hey, yeah, this plane's fine. We, they solved the problems. We, we can now sell this. Um, but then again, do you really want to buy something that has been known to crash and kill people? Right. And right. The, the 
joker in the deck, for want of a better term for Boeing, is that this plane is their future. There are only like two dozen of these things worldwide. Boeing has orders for over 8,000 of these planes. Well, we'll see what happens, uh, Paul, but uh, they have to go back to the drawing board, it would seem. Sounds that way. Okay, guys, have a good day. I Thank you. Up for, your, for your time. All right, Paul. And that was a weird feedback too that Google Voice was giving us. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, this is a it's an interesting thing. It's software, it's technology, it's our government. The FAA is involved in um, you know making sure these planes work. You know, the pilots blame in Boeing though for the manual. Really, they should go to their their airlines and if they don't think it's safe, that's really on the airline. And then, then they should go back to Boeing and they should work it all out. It shouldn't be like after the fact. Hey, you know what? I, I didn't. It was a little sketchy on uh, how to take off and how to land in the book there, so I took a shot with it. No, come on. Where's Sully Sullenberger when you need him? Yeah, <laughs> that guy knew how to fly a plane. All right, let's go to Walt in Wethersfield next. Hey, Walt, what's going on with you? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, great show. Thanks. Um, I've got a question about, uh, you know, I've heard you talk about ransomware and stuff like that yeah. many, many times. Sure. And uh, thank God I haven't been affected by any any of it. Great. And I've got several external hard drives, and mm-hmm. one of them is USB, and I can understand why unplugging that from my computer would isolate it yes. from uh, potential ransomware. Yes, it's air-gapped, uh, as it were. Correct. Yep. Um one of the other things I've purchased uh, after listening to your show was a NAS device, the Western Digital PR4100, right. which I use with a Cronus on my Windows machine nice. to back up, and I use Time Machine on uh, several Mac computers yeah, good. to back up, and it all works fine. Mm-hmm. Now, that is on my network. Right. I don't have any... Uh, drives specifically mapped to it. And my question is, would that be susceptible to ransomware should I ever get hit with it? Yes. It still would, even though it's just a network-attached device. It, yes. The answer I'm going to say is generally yes. If 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 it's not a simple map drive, it's less susceptible. Yep. But uh, it, it's susceptible. So what you would want to do is attach a USB hard drive to that NAS and sync that data to that USB hard drive on occasion and then disconnect it. Oh, okay. Right? So you're, you're, you can do that right through the NAS technology. Do a sync. Don't do a copy. It'll continue to expand. You'll, you'll fill up your hard drive, your USB hard drive. Do a, synchro, a synchronization and buy a couple of them. Buy two or three of these drives. These USB drives are cheap these days. Yep. And on occasion, sync whatever's on that NAS, which is your backup, which is your Acronis image, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. To those external hard drive, those to the USB hard drive, then put them aside. And you're in good shape if you ever get hit with ransomware. You'll have to go back to the last time you did that if, you're, if your NAS is compromised. If it's not compromised, you win, mm-hmm. right? Correct. And it's uh, not a hard thing to do to run that sync. You just kick it off right through the Western Digital software. Okay, good. I've seen the, the sync thing there, and I just never researched it enough to really see what the purpose of it was and that's the purpose how it would work yep okay that's uh it's a good thought although my nas has more storage than probably an external usb hard drive well what but is your storage I, what is your storage is it about six terabytes i got 32 terabytes yikes although it's not all 
a Cronus backup, so I've got right. some other stuff on it too. Yeah. But maybe I could, maybe through the sync process, you could specify certain directories. You can. Um, I'm pretty sure you can. Buy the largest USB hard drive you can then, but you're right. You're going to have a yeah. hard time finding a 32 terabyte hard drive. A 32 terabyte hard drive, <laughs> right. Well, fortunately, it's not all used up yet, so there's a lot of free space. Oh, good, good, so good. I, yeah. I mean, a, I just did a quote. I mean, a six terabyte drive is about 200 bucks. I mean, they've uh, they've really come down in price, and yeah. it uh, it really works. Yeah, really works pretty well. So right, I'm well, very happy with it. Good, good job. All right. Well, then that answers my question. Right. I was uh, hoping that uh, yeah, no, no, it's only if it's a map drive that uh, the stuff would. Uh, you're technically it, but... true. It's technically true that the map drive is a lot easier. But I'm going to assume that you're you're probably still vulnerable, not knowing your config exactly. Right. So I'd be I'd be crazy to tell you you're safe. Okay, All right. safer but not completely safe. Exactly. Use There's that. There's steps you can still take to yep. to uh, to protect yourself. To protect yourself. Yep. Okay, Eric. All right. Well, thanks a lot. You got Have it, a sir. Good one. You too. Bye. Bye bye. We're gonna step out for a quick break. Nicole and John, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. Everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com, the old-fashioned website. Uh, you can also go to the name of the show.com, which also works. And uh, over at Facebook, if you follow Tab Computer Systems on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems our newsworthy, it might get into your news feed if you like us at Tab Computer Systems. And if you use Twitter, why, well, I have no idea you would. But if you do, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Tab Computer Sys, and it'll get into that feed as well. All right, let's go to John in Simsbury next. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Thank you. Uh, I'm calling regarding a MacBook Air uh, that my wife and my daughter use. Right. My wife uses Google, and today, uh, over like the last week, every time she's gone on the computer, she keeps on getting this notification that, Dear Apple customer, you've been redirected to Apple support page due to a virus pop-up, and it's applecenter.org. Uh, and... Today, we try to get into Safari, and nothing comes up. And then when we hit the icon for Google Chrome, nothing's coming up either. Yeah, I think your browser's been hijacked. Uh, yes. How is there a way to fix that? Or Yeah. Um, so if you clear your cache, in the, uh, you clear the cache on the browser within the Google Chrome. If you go in there, and, in the, uh, there's two little dots. There are three little dots on the right-hand side. And go into the um, settings and clear your cache. But it's not letting me do anything. When I click on Google Chrome on the bottom, it nothing comes up. The whole Chrome browser won't come up anymore? Yeah. Huh. All right. Uninstall it. Uninstall the Chrome browser from your Apple. I'm not an Apple guy. I wouldn't know how to, how to do that. I'm sure it's easy. I can't get to the applecenter.com. It's saying page not found. Dot .org is where they were being sent. Okay. So I'm guessing .org is not really a legit site, is it? I don't think it is, but we haven't had a chance to check it. It almost doesn't matter. You're being redirected there falsely, I suspect. And okay. uh, if and in fact that your Google Chrome's not working, um, you know, you'd want to, I think, just uninstall it and then go to Chrome and download it again. That'll that'll effectively clear your cache, I think. Um, you can also run Malwarebytes for Mac. There is a Malwarebytes version for the Macintosh folks 
Okay. And yes, the site is not legit. We're trying to redirect you. So somewhere, your wife, you said your wife and your daughter? Yeah, my wife and my daughter used the computer, so I, I guess they must have clicked on something. They clicked on something or surfed somewhere. So the other piece of this is to configure OpenDNS on your network. Have you done that? Uh, no. I was guess we were going to take a ride to the, the Simply Mac in Canton and see if they could help us then, too. That might be... Well, it's nothing, you can do that, but there's nothing much you have to really do here. You don't have to pay an ex, anybody for this. This is very common. Okay. Um, you just need to get rid of your your Chrome clear, you know, and start fresh or run Malwarebytes for Mac, which is probably free for X number of months. So you don't have to do, worry about that. The last piece is the OpenDNS piece. Um, and we've got a link up there as to how to configure OpenDNS so that your wife and daughter will probably have less chance of this occurring again. Okay. You know, but if you want to pay somebody, I'm not trying to take away business from that guy. I'm sure he's, he'll charge you a similar. He'll charge you more than I am to tell you what I just told you. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, but it's not. You know, what you're dealing with is not really tech worthy. You know, it's not really professional worthy. It's just, it's just dealing with some best practices as far as how you should be on the internet and and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Thank. So, you're you're welcome, John. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, yeah, just getting – so the problem that, that I find out there is just, just because you get hit with malware or something like that, it's like it's like the most basic of basic things that people are getting hit with. It's, it, it'd be like – you know, I don't know how to give you an analogy, but it's, you don't want to spend dollars to have this corrected. You know, if you just implement OpenDNS and put in a proper antivirus program, um, this won't happen to you. And there's nothing that happened to his computer other than it was trying to redirect him to a malicious site. And as long as he didn't go there, which he didn't. Um, no harm, no foul. You, you know, nothing happened. Nothing, nothing, nothing's no, nothing's going on. No, nobody, no reason to pay somebody. You know, it's the reason these phone <laughs> scams work. Uh, is that it, people get a little more nervous about it than they really should, and then they they go and spend good money after bad. But all right, let's go to uh, okay. We're gonna go to Naples, Florida, and John. And John's gonna give us a hard time about how beautiful it is down there. John, aren't you? Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Rub it in. I'm sorry. You know, somebody's got to do it. I know. So what are you going to do? What can we do for you, um, sir? Coming up against the heartbreak, um, so uh, let's get your question in. Okay. The question is, is that I'm locked out of my sbcglobal.net email. Uh, if we had a nickel for yeah. every time somebody called. Actually, a nickel's not worth I what know. it used to be. but um, I, think, I think I heard it before, but, you know, I'm just trying to get it going again. Okay, we'll try to find a link as to how to possibly reset that, how, uh, some, some information. But uh, you really want to get away from that sbcglobal.net email box. Yeah, you got that right. company hasn't existed for, I don't know, since my third kid was born. Um, and he's going oh to college. Yeah, that's, a, that's getting a long time, I think. So let me put you yeah. on hold. I think there are some sites that okay. we can link for you to actually help you try to recover that mailbox. Um, and then we'll get right back to you, okay? Okay, I'll hold. All right, so I'm going to put John on hold in Naples. we got Nicole in Hartford, and two lines open for you. We're here at 11 o'clock, and we'll do our best to take your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. And anything we've talked about has been posted, tweeted, and Facebooked. So it's all out there. You don't have to remember it. Just go over to computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works, and uh, you'll get all the links. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that works at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions.
questions and concerns. Let's go right to John in Naples again, who's trying to deal with his SBC email, which he's got to change his password, right, John? Uh, well, yeah, and I attempted to do that many times, and it just keeps throwing me back to a front page, and yeah. I, I, it's like I, I looked on a couple of uh, trying to, you know, those help, those little message boards and that kind of thing, but yeah. nothing seems to work. Well, we actually have an SBC Global Password support site that we can give you that even includes a toll-free number you can call. Oh, well, um, there's another thing. You try and call somebody, and you never get a human being. All right. So that might – well, so I can't fix that, right? Um, yeah. So it, the password just changed on you, or what happened? You get locked out because we've heard well, this story yeah, before. The, yeah, it says the password's not – it says uh, wrong password. Mm-hmm. I wonder and if somebody hacked or, you know, hacked, into, your hacked into it and changed the password on you. That could be true. Oh, that, uh, yeah, it could be, but I mean, I don't go anywhere that's stupid. No, no. Uh, so the way that works, you John, know. is let's say, let's say you've got your SBC Global email account and you use the password of, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Let <Unless>, me in. <laughs> uh, oranges. Let's use the password of oranges. That's your favorite password. And guess what? You also use it on your LinkedIn account, your bank account. You use that same oranges password on all sorts of things. And one of those other sites, got hacked, and they're like, ah, okay, John from Naples has an SBC account, and the password he used on this account was orange, oranges. I'm going to try that on his email, and voila, they're in because you use the uh, same password. Okay. So that's what happens these days. And so when we have all these all these big news articles about the, these breaches on the cloud where our stuff has been exposed, if people are using the same password, which unfortunately they are, I even talked to an executive who was trying to make all his passwords the same on purpose until I ex- hopefully explained to him why that's a bad idea. Uh, you might have done that, right? So what's your so what's your password, John? Just curious. Uh, it, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, I thought I had you. Um, I thought, <laughs> one of these days I'm going to get somebody. It, it, I will tell you this, though, Eric. It's not the same as any other password. Okay, good. All right, so we're going to assume you weren't hacked because the password you got there is very difficult. So, like, like, does there are, are there capital weak. are there capital letters in your password? Oh boy, no. All right, any any? How about any uh, numbers and? No, this, uh, this password goes back, you know, how many years? SBC. Oh, so you, you know, you've been using it a long time then. I've been using the same one, and I just it, it's always on. I just click on. Yahoo Mail, and there it is. Right, right. Now I click on Yahoo Mail, and it says your password's not recognized. Right. Well, you know, it's like, oh boy. Well, we'll put a link here for you so that you have some some ways to try to recover according to um, Yahoo and AT and T because that's who you're working with. Yeah. Um, yep. But again, the fact that they're not home to answer the phone is the problem with the free email box, right? They don't care about you. Right. It's free. Why do they care about John from Naples? They don't care. Well. Actually, John from Wallingford. I'm just down here in Naples for the winter. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, man, we're... Somebody's got to do it. Uh, yes, so, you're down there six months in a day, right, John? Uh, no, actually, just three months. Really? Well, you're three months more, man. You save a lot I'm of taxes. Here, I'm just down here taking care of mom. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. But the the key here, though, is that they don't really care about you because it's a free email box. And uh, the problem you have here is that this email is connected to all sorts of things, probably, right? You probably yeah. use it to access use, Netflix yeah. and all other things too, right? All that stuff, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
So uh, you're going to have to deal with them. Um, we have a couple links up here for you to call them and, and, and some advice on some of these sites as far as what you should do. Uh, then I would tell you to get off that mail system and get in a, a more real one. Um, yeah. Now, would you say Gmail is okay or no? They're a cloud too. Um, now, they're, they're a, maybe a better cloud. I don't know. Uh, but it's free too. <laughs> So, if their mail if your mailbox gets corrupted at Gmail, do you think they care about John from Wallingford? No, they don't they care. They care less. Right. They could care less. Right. But it's the most important aspect of our digital lives is your email because that's how you do password recoveries. That's how people communicate with you. It's how your all your online accounts are connected is through your email, and that's where the bad guys are trying to get in so they can read your email and figure out, oh, John's buying a house in Florida. Uh, then the bad guy realizes that you want to send a check. For the uh, closing, and then the bad guy gets in the middle and says, "Wire the money over here," and your lawyer oh, okay. and your lawyer does that because yep. it's the, he thinks it's you. It's messy out there, John. But I wouldn't. I would say you'd want to get a more private email system. Um, we've recommended Proton, which again is free, um, but it's an encrypted mail system out of the out of Switzerland. Um, it was set up by folks at MIT. Um, you can check them out. But well, MIT. Well, nowadays, right. Maybe MIT is not worth what it is if people are cheating to get into it. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I would check out some other mail system other than what you're getting for free. Okay. All right, sir. All right, Eric. Thank you. Yeah, I wish, I wish I could give you the exact way to fix it, but I can't. Um, all right. He's going to st- stuck dealing with the cloud. Let's go to Jeff in Farmington. Hey, Jeff, what's up? Hey, guys. I just... Uh, interested in your thoughts about a uh, invitation I received from Google in the mail. Apparently, I'm one of 30,000 households where they want to see what I'm doing. So if I log on and I get these devices, one listens to my TV, they replace my router, there's an app I put on my phones, and all this stuff, I can earn credits, which I can exchange for prizes and stuff. What's it? What's the Google thing called? What is it called? Is it the invite has to describe what this is? is what is it? What is it? It's a, it's a survey of some sort where they're interested in tracking what I do, and I'm able to receive credits or something. No, I understand what you're saying. They didn't call anything in the um, invite. No, no. Just you go onto a website, you register, they send you this uh, these devices, and then you start tracking what you do. And I'm not so crazy about people listening on my TV to no. what I'm doing. I agree. So I'm a little uh, skeptical about participating in this, but I was interested in your thoughts. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a Google. I don't even have one of those Google uh, smart speakers in my house. I mean, I wouldn't have any of that stuff in my house as it is. Alexa and Google and all those folks are probably using that technology to do the exact same thing. Yeah, but I'm going to miss out on hundreds of dollars of great prizes if I don't. Well, you're probably better off for it. I mean, I, I would not do it if I were you. Um, Isn't that the strangest thing you've ever heard of? Talk about a violation of privacy. Well, the thing that's weird about it, Jeff, is that – well, it's not a violation if you conform to it. Right, um, right. But Google it's itself – part of – Go ahead. Google Analytics. It's part of Google Analytics? Yeah, to find uh, out – to do marketing surveys. But they yeah, already exactly. are doing it. So what, either they're admitting their product doesn't work by – because Google's whole – marketing premise is they're going to use your search results to market to you, Jeff. So they already know more about you than you probably know about yourself before they invited you to this thing. Yeah, I know. Now they're getting the final pieces of what you're watching on TV or what you're listening to on the radio. They're getting the final you know, picture of Jeff, um, and they're going to give you hundreds of dollars in prizes. Wow. <laughs> to know Jeff from Farmington. Um, 
Yeah, so they offer you this little widget or whatever that costs them about 30 cents. Yeah. You know, and then they say, oh, but you can get this on the stores for fifty nine ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you found it? You actually found some articles, Bob? Well, I'm getting a little head- headaches, but it's saying uh, Google Analytics tracking quiz and survey master is what I'm getting. Mm. And I don't think it's that, though. This seems a little even more specific because it's giving out the 30,000 of... people. But I wouldn't do it, Jeff, if I were you. Um, you should be skeptical as far as I'm concerned, unless you don't mind you know, giving Google everything about you, the final, the final pieces of your life, Jeff. And maybe your life is so boring you don't care. Well, that, that's a possibility. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be doing it, though, but thanks. All right, and we'll try to find more information about it, so we'll put a link up there for everybody else. Hey, thanks. All right, Jeff. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I just, I don't know, Google's whole market, their whole marketing proposition is they know you already, and then they're going to sell you specifically. I can't believe they need even more on you. Um, but to actually survey 30,000 people with a, a mailer, that's just, that's just very strange. So we'll step off for a quick break. Four lines wide open. So you guys are early. You started early with us. <laughs> y'all, y'all decided the weather's gorgeous and you're going to enjoy it, and that's I don't blame you. But we're going to be here at 11 o'clock, and uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. If you're not back, if you're not there when we come back, we'll talk about our kids. We warned you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be right back. So you guys don't want us to talk about our kids, and I don't blame you. Don't you hate that when other parents do that? I do, too. Let's go back to your calls. <laughs> We're going to go right to Frank and Winstead. Hey, Frank. Hey, Eric. Hey. I got a fix for that John guy there with his email hack. Well, we're not sure it's hacked. He just The password doesn't work anymore for his yeah, SBC well, Global. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, okay. And I tried everything. I went twice. I, you know... Try to recover it and all. Both. I called ATT within two minutes. They had me a new email, a new uh, password. All right. So he does have to call. That'll be the best. Yeah, the best just solution. Call ATT and they'll just get a new new password. I know he had that for a long time, but yeah, we try. We told him that, but he said he can't get anybody in the line. But maybe he'll try again. <laughs> all right, boss. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Yep. All right. Bye bye. Yeah, just call the guys. You know that makes sense. Sometimes it's that easy. Um, if they answer the phone. Let's go on to Kevin in Hartford next. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Hey, Eric. Uh, I've got a question for you. I've got a uh, brand new, well, I bought it in uh, December, but it's a uh, new Microsoft Surface laptop. Yeah, it's pretty new. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Does it, make a, does it make sense or does it make a difference if I turn it on and off each, each night or basically turn it off like at night and then turn it on in the morning? In its lifespan? Yeah. No, you can turn it off. That's what I would do every time if you're not using it. There's a rule of thumb. I think it's six of one half dozen of the other. Yeah. One theory says that the stress of shutting it down and, and firing it back up causes it to wear out sooner. And the other one says just let it run. And, you know, the other thing is shut it down and save it. So turn it off. There's. I think that you'll have... If you had 10 people in a room, you'll have five on one side and five on the other. <laughs> yeah. So, do But he's we're... asking us, Bob, so we're telling him to turn it off, right? Or do you think he should leave it on? <laughs> I think we're kind of <laughs> at opposite ends because I don't turn mine off. I leave mine uh, running 24-7. Crazy. So I like a nice clean boot. We, we, I like a nice clean boot. I like to reboot it once a month, mm. whether it needs it or not. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so it's up to you, Kevin. Uh, flip a coin and take Bob's advice or mine. Sounds good. All right, sir. You got it. Uh, but a fresh reboot is always good. But, and leaving it on, though, you know, your battery is not going to charge as fast. With it well, on. no, I'm talking about like a desktop. Well, this is, yeah. Well, this is a surface, so he's more you know, mobile. Uh, the laptop is a different issue. Yeah. Let's go to John in Woodbury. John, what's, what's cooking out there, bud? You there, John? Yeah. All right. What's going on out there in Wood, Woodbury? I um, have a uh, printer. All right. Can you pick up the phone? Yeah, just give me a second. Yep, yep. Got a Canon printer. Wow. You all right? Yeah, I said the game. Okay, I got the speaker off. Um, yeah, and when I print from my computer, mm -hmm. I get blank lines across, skips a line or two. Okay. And yeah. if I put something in, and just copy it, it prints perfectly. So is it a multifunction printer, a copier, scanner, and a printer? Yeah. All right, so when you copy it, you get a perfect image, but when you print it, it's it's cutting out and giving you garbage. Well, it's it's like the, to be a little, where the, the words have like a blank line all the way across through the sentence. Oh wow! Not so the font, the font is giving you a like the the the, the character of the T, let's say, has an empty space in the middle of the line. Correct. Okay. So but it goes all the way across the page. Right, but if you if you do a copy, it prints fine, meaning you know the printer's okay. There's not an ink issue. There's not a head issue. I think you it's know, a font it, issue. It, I think it's a driver issue. When I'm running out of ink. Say that again. It'll do this when when I'm running out of ink, oh. but it'll do it all the time. Right. When I print a, a test page yeah. from the computer, I get the same the same uh, result. Same uh missing sections. Hmm. So it could be a driver issue. But yeah. a, but a copy works fine. Yes. Every time until you're running out of ink. Right. Well we think yeah. it's we think it's a driver issue. I then. think it's a driver issue. So you go out to Canon's website and see if they have an updated driver for that printer. Okay. And if and if they do, install it. And if this problem goes away, you're good. If it doesn't, I'm not sure what's going on because if you can copy the same mechanism being used in copying your your printer head, the ink is all the same. It shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't uh, differentiate between. Yeah, it sounds more like a software issue than a hardware issue. Yeah. So try the update, yeah, John. I can't find it where uh, you know, like I was doing online searches. I can't find where anybody else is having the same problem. No, but you should go out to the Canon site and see if they have a new printer driver for that make and model printer, and and do that first. You haven't okay. done that, right? That's probably the no, original. I haven't done that. Yeah. So do that first, and you probably will have solved the issue by doing the update. How old's that printer? Oh. That old, huh? Mm, probably. Three, four years. No, that's not too bad. But download the driver. That's the only thing you can do now because we don't think it's a hardware issue based on what you told us about the copy. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. Thank you. You're, you're welcome, sir. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to go to Stu in Marlboro next. Stu, what's going on with you? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Um, so I'm having the, I'm having this issue with my desktop. Uh, mm -hmm. it'll, shut, it'll shut down. I leave it on all the time. It'll shut down. Um, and, um, I go to push the start button on it and nothing happens. 
And I find that if I um, unplug it from the power supply and then plug it back in, I'm able to boot. I'm able to boot it up, and I get. Um, and initially, I was just getting, you know, the windows, you know, didn't shut down properly. Do you want to, you know, boot in safe mode or whatever? Right. The past couple of times this happened, um, when the computer boots up, it, um, I get an, an error message that says CPU fan error. And then the only option I have is to go into the BIOS program. Wow. And, and I do that, and... And then, you know, I just, you know, escape out of it without saving any changes, and it goes on and continues to boot up. So um, right. I guess I'm, I'm kind of wondering, is it, do you think it might be something wrong with my CPU fan, or is it a motherboard issue? Or I, I think you've got a po it's power options. I think power what, options? Yeah, what's happening is it's uh, going to sleep or hibernate. Okay. And so then when you go to push the button, nothing happens. Because like the hard drive and there's certain things that are shut off. Hmm. So okay, but the but the, the lights aren't on. Even if it's sleep, even if it's a sleep sleeping, if I yeah, um, it wouldn't wouldn't the lights be on on the um you no. might, you know, on the desktop. You might get a blinking light, but um no, they pretty much are going to be quiet until you hit the button, and it should come out of sleep, but uh, it may not. It could also be a power a button problem. That's true. Because you never shut the machine down, right, Stu? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't shut it down. It just it, it, it just shut, that, shut on down its own. on its own. And if the CPU fan has failed, it could be overheating and just dying. That'll shut it off. That'll yeah. shut it right off. Okay. So I, I would trust, I was going to go with, I, I would trust your warning that the CPU fan is bad, probably gummed up with a bunch of dust, Yeah. and you need to open that sucker up and blow it out. Get a, and, can, of, um, get a can of canned air. Right. And then okay. see if that thing is spinning when you when you have it open. See if the CPU fan is spinning. If it's not, that's your problem. You're overheating and it's crashing. Okay. That's. But Bob could be right too. It could be a power saving issue. But I think it's a. I think it's just you got to trust it. You got to trust the air. Okay. All right, Stu. How old is the All machine? Right. All right. I'll try to clean out the CPU fan, and if and if it still happens, then probably replace the CPU fan. How well? How old is the machine? Um. I. I I, I mean, I, I've I've been you know pulling parts in and out of it. It's probably maybe somewhere between two and three years old. Oh, it's still young enough. Yeah, definitely, you'd replace the CPU fan then. Yes. Yeah. All right, okay. Stu. All right, great guys. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Our pleasure. We're uh, we're all out of time. All of you guys are we, the lines are jammed up, <laughs> but uh, we do start between nine and eleven. Just to re you know reiterate. Uh, but I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Everything we talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. The name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook and you um, like Tab Computer Systems, uh, the news will get into your news feed if Mr. Zuckerberg deems it worthy. I mean, they had a recent server outage over there on Facebook, they said. They were down all over the planet. It was part of our news. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, so I want to thank Matt for producing. Dr. Leslie will be up next, so stick around for that. See you next week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.